Yo, what's good, everyone? Thank you for stepping into the Coach's Box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach Pace, Coach Murph, and Coach K. So there's this little thing going on called the NBA playoffs. And so there's been a lot of headlines dropping. So we're going to focus on the NBA playoffs today. So don't worry, football fans. We got y'all next week. We're going to do some draft stuff. But today, it's all about the NBA because we got some stuff we need to get off our chest here. All right, so we're going to go through each series one by one and just kind of give you our thoughts of what we've seen so far and what we're going to, you know, what we think is going to happen moving forward. All right, so we're going to kick it off uh, with Coach Murph. Uh, give us your thoughts about, you know, you're the Miami Heat fan, you're the Jimmy Butler fan. So we're going to start off with the Miami Atlanta series. So what are your thoughts so far about what's going on and what do you see going forward? I love what's going on, and I see a sweep coming. I don't think there's too much to talk about. We already knew that Miami was the best team based off of coaching and players. That uh, them losing Clint Capella was huge. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like with Clint, they probably would have been able to pull off one game, but um, – I, I, even if he did play, I wouldn't be shocked if they got swept either. I'm, I'm loving the, uh, the, you know, the presence of Jimmy Butler on the offensive end. You know, game two dropped 45 points. Um, I mean, the dude is just a hooper. They, they did a had the perfect game plan for, for Trey, even though you know you have to adjust that because you just can't assume just like as you fought, saw from game one when he went like one for 12 from the field – that was completely different in game two. And right now he's not looking too bad. So, and then they spoke on that, you know, they said, you know, you just can't expect him to be shooting like that because I mean, he's a great shooter. So I feel like this was one of the easiest series to pick there. They just can't match up to him. So I don't really think there's much to say. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, good stuff. Um, others, Coach Pace, what do you think about this series? Um, if they don't get to, if they don't get, well, if the Hawks don't get tonight's game, I think it's a sweep. Um, but I think four one tops. Like I don't even this this series ain't really a series to me. It's just like, all right, let's get some warm up games in before we actually go into our next competition. The Miami playing. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Coach K, what you got, man? I pretty much echo what's already been said. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Capella not being there is hurting him. But even with that, I still think it will be a sweep. But tonight, I think tonight's game is going to be close. But uh, I got Miami. Uh, Miami. Miami just has too much. I'm going Miami. Yeah, I got um, I got Miami overall in the series. I do think Atlanta will get one one of the home games. Um, you know, either either tonight to, to try to shift the course or um, in Game Four, just because it's a winner go home situation. Uh, but I I have been uh, very pleased to see how um, the defense has been so aggressive for Miami. Like they have literally been suffocating at times, and when we've seen. 
Trey Young get off to slow starts before, and then in the second half, he just, like, blows up, and he'll drop, like, 30 in the second half. You're like, okay, there he is. You know, so game one, it's, like, eight? Like, for the whole game? Like, you just got eight. Like, that's it. You couldn't even get double figures in that. They were all over him, all over. And they're like, listen, you're not going to beat us. All these other people, DeAndre Hunter and everybody, and, you know, um, you know, Gallinari, they're going to have to be the ones that, that beat us. So uh, the biggest thing that I saw was, um, especially looking at Duncan Robinson, man, he's, you know, he's been playing well and, and he had a huge game one in particular. But I mean, when you got someone capable of getting you 25 off the bench, like I, Atlanta doesn't have, have that, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if, if Lou Williams was playing, you know, the, you know, Lemon Pepper Lou was playing, then maybe you got something different, but they don't have anyone that can match that. So even if one of the starters happens to be off, to be able to have, you know, a deep enough team where you can get uh, someone off the bench to at least get you 20 to 25, I, I, I th- it's, it's going to be hard for Atlanta to overcome that, especially as shorthanded as they are already. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I have – Hey, Shaq is at the game. Uh, <laughs> I have Miami coming out the East. They're my favorites to come out the East. Um, but honestly, what I'm getting, which we'll get to, uh, you know, when we start talking about the Western teams, they really are like an experienced version of Memphis, mm-hmm. a, a roster that runs deep, well-coached. And like literally anybody could beat you. I mean, they got Gabe Vincent contributing defensively and they're doing all this and they really don't play Victor Oladipo. And we know how good of a defender he is and how lethal he can be. So um, I'm kind of curious on what his role is going to be moving forward. I can see them probably not playing him this series uh, since they're doing so well already. But um, like their death is is just insane anybody can go off any other night and they play off of they just play off of each other a lot of their points are assisted points um they're just a well-oiled machine and you know one of the more complete teams when you talk about both offense and defense yeah i one of the things if i'm miami i'm trying to get this over with like point blank period not just because you want to win every game um but, you know, moving into the, the next series, I, I mean, it looks like for all intents and purposes, Philly's going to sweep Toronto. It's just so from like a playoff mindset, you don't want to give any team a head start on uh, rest and preparation for the series. Especially, I don't know if y'all heard, because I've heard recently, um, but Embiid is dealing with a thumb injury. Mm-hmm. Um, he's about to get a, an yep. MRI done, so... Uh, the sooner you can get him, like, less time to recover, that's a dub for y'all. And, like, honestly, I think they – or I know they can beat Philly as is because, I mean, Harden is a shell of himself. And, like, I know everybody's just like, ooh, wow, we'll talk about that series next. But, I mean, it's the Raptors. They lost Scotty Barnes. Um in game two, Gary Trent only played like 10 minutes because he tried to play through an injury. I mean, it, and they're just a young team. So, like, what the Philly is doing is not really impressive. Uh, and I just think 
the Heat are just head and shoulders better than them because they're just going to beat them off of the perimeter. And, I mean, I already told you the game plan for them, for MB, will probably be more so of whenever he's on the perimeter. But bam, and when he wants to get down low, you got dead men for, for help, so – Let's go ahead and talk about that 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 Sixers Raptors series. Coach Pace, where are you seeing in that series, and where do you think it's headed? Um, so I got insider trading. Uh, I talked to Drake the other day. Oh me, and got, me, and, um, me and Drake got a vacation plan for Monday because uh, yeah, it's going to be a sweep. Um, so he already told me we hopping on the P and the J when we going to Barbados, but. Um, you know what I'm saying? But the, yeah, that's over, man. That that, that series is overdone. Um, so do you, the, do you think they can move forward effectively with Harden playing the way that he is now? No. Hard James Harden has lost about everybody say James Harden lost a step. James Harden about lost about two and a half, three steps. Like James Harden, I'm not gonna lie to you, James Harden playing basketball like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My dad don't got no handles though. But James Harden can like he got the handles and uh, the handles and the finishing deal. But like we all know, like he ain't got the speed no more. He ain't got the strength no more. Like he looked out of shape as he all get out. Um, so like they need James Harden to be James Harden, but it's not gonna happen. So um, that could be the only way that Miami doesn't beat them, and it doesn't go if James Harden plays like regular. Brooklyn James Harden, it'll go seven. But I don't even see it doing that. It's going to be like five, six tops. And that's because MB going to try and get him two, and then Maxi is going to do his thing. But six tops, most likely five. Coach K, what do you think about the Sixers-Raptors series? Uh, I mean, hitting the game winner on Toronto – not really that impressive to me. Um, I think I think at the end of the day, uh, Philly doesn't have enough to get the job. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not impressed. Um, I don't think that they have enough to get the job done. Uh, it'd be one like Coach Pace was saying about uh, <laughs> Lebronto. Uh, Lebronto. Um, if uh, if James Harden was, in fact, like the MVP caliber James Harden, I don't even know who this dude is. Just just a, you know, a dude with a long beard who plays point guard for the 76ers. <laughs> so. I understand what's going on because, like, you didn't play that much earlier in the season. Like, nah, not at all. A hamstring. Yeah. Yeah. I I give him, yeah. It's yeah, I mean the Toronto the uh the Toronto series is over. Um and I'll say I mean and I'll say Miami will probably they'll they'll beat the seventy sixers. It'll be four to one. I'll give them a game. Out of respect to MB. Yeah, I I was thinking more so six game series. Um, 
but because I mean, it I feel like the the cheat code uh, is just easy. I just feel like all you have to literally do is you you have so many defenders you can throw at James Harden. He's already shaky as is. You can throw Gabe Vincent. You can throw Jimmy Butler. You can throw Victor Oladipo, uh, Adam. And then when you're on offense, make him do switches and make him guard Jimmy. You already put in his brain like, hey, I want you to be on attack mode. Wear his hamstring out. He'll tap out. Then he'll just be. And B, well, I mean, really right now, Harden is looking like the third best player on the team because Tyrese Maxey. So right. I, I'm curious on what the the plan is going to be in terms of guarding him, but I'm pretty sure they're just going to be like, just like how they did with this series, shut down, trade, let everybody else beat us. I think they're going to be like shut down and be, uh, or I guess slow down because, you know, Embiid is a lot. We can't really stop and be. But um, th- this is a key moment. I've told you all in the group chat how uh, Bam got robbed at the Defensive Player of the Year, and for him to not finish top three it was crazy to me. But MB likes playing on the perimeter. You're a perimeter defender. You also guard down low. This is a point to prove your case. If you can give MB two – one or two like really bad nights or just some subpar night, you can pretty much build a case for yourself next year because you know a lot of this stuff is like truly is just built off of momentum from years prior. So I'm pretty sure Marcus Smart pretty much got this because yes, he's a great defender, but I think him starting the season off with the tweet of like, oh, I think you'll have to be like, Gary Payton in order to win defensive player of the year. That's just putting in the voters mind like, oh, now we have to really start looking at him. This is the biggest stage of them all. You shut down MB for a couple games and then you come in next season and start and then you just play how you typically play. Defensive player of the year is yours next year. Easy. Because Rudy's out of there. His name will never come up top three ever again. (laughs) So I can't wait to talk about that, man. Yeah, so you're you're good. I, yeah, I I'm really uh, I I really like Tyrese Maxey. Like you know, you find yourself root, rooting for certain players. Uh, I think he's super dope. And kind of the interesting thing is, you know, he, he kind of like Harden and him kind of connected as soon as Harden got to Philly. Uh, but now you know Tyrese is out playing out playing and really you know. On, on, but I think. Harden has done a good job just to help him refine his game, you know, for a young guy that's got, you know, uh, a lot of potential. I just don't know if Maxi will be enough to be the second best player on a team to beat up the Miami Heat. Yeah, it's just not going to be enough. I think it could be competitive, you know, it, it could be competitive some games, but you need that player that, teams are going to fear and I think one of the one of the themes that you'll see throughout these series is is fear who puts fear in another team's eyes and it's like outside of NB does anybody else really scare you if you got James Harden who's a show of himself and Maxi is a young and experienced player what happens when things get like things get tight and Miami, Miami starts swarming defense on him is he 
going to start turning the ball over. We've seen them do it already without that type of defensive pressure. Uh, so, yeah, it's if Harden plays, gets back to the, uh, you know, MVP type level, Harden all of a sudden, then, okay, yeah, they could, they can make this a real series. But MB is going to have to really go 40 to 50, you know, in the, in the next series to be able for them to come out with a dub. I just don't see it happening, but, um, you know, uh, just big ups to MB because he's been consistent the whole time throughout the regular season. He's been doing his thing in the playoffs, hit that game winner. Um, I, I think that was the, the, um, the kind of shot in the series that, that killed, that's going to kill the Raptors. You know, we were in our, our, our little group chat and I was like, if Toronto wants to win, they got to win in regulation. They can't let this go into overtime. Um, and, and, and Precious uh, missed, you know, the, the free throws beforehand. He had a big turnover in overtime. So, you know, those little things count. And when you have a chance to to, to get legitimately back in the series, you got to take it. Um, but now they're going to have to dig themselves at all. I just don't see them winning four straight against Philadelphia at all. No. So, yeah, this series is over. Uh, but I don't know if Philly's good enough to maintain <clears throat> Miami out either. So I think it's Miami series moving forward. Side note, uh, side note. So. I hope Tyrese Maxey cooks Kyle Lowry all series long. Because y'all know I'm saying, I can't stand Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry a champion. champion. Oh, I ain't going to let that happen. Kawhi's a champion. Accidents <laughs> happen. Okay? He just happened to be on the team. Okay? He built like a sack of dirty laundry. Don't get me started on it. Dang, though, you got a sack of dirty laundry. That's dang. Oh, gosh. All right. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with Philadelphia moving forward. Uh, Tobias Harris, too. I think he's another guy. Like, come on, man. You got all that money. Bro, you got that. Come on. You got to earn. This is where you earn your money and you playing like trash right now. He dropped like 11 points. Like he did his thing defensively, but like I'm not paying you 35 mil for to be a, you know, a, technically a three and D guy. Like, no, nah, we, we can't have that. He got to get traded. I get, I was shocked when they gave him that contract. I was like, you, he's been bouncing around the league for a reason. And you gave this man 35. Nah, he robbed him. I know they say sure he did. They could, they should at least just, just get J. Cole in the team. He could have got you 11 points in the playoff game. Right. Easy. 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 So the uh, next, Kenny, I want uh, Coach K uh, to, to give us. Uh, this is a, this has been a good week for you, though. You know, a couple of days. I didn't think but uh, we're going to move into the, the Milwaukee Chicago series. And as our resident Chicago fan, Coach K, what do you think about this series so far? Where do you see it headed? Well, um, I think we find out, you know, like if Giannis truly is the best player in the world. Um, I think despite my Bulls fandom, I, I, I still think the Bucs should win this, win this series. Um, But why you got that look on your face, bro? I'm trying to figure out who the best player in the world is. 
Oh, but you know, like in the league right now, everybody's saying, "Well, everybody was saying everybody's saying it's Giannis or Giannis." But the way KD's been playing, you know, it's been you can't really say it's KD. I'm just, I don't know. I think I'm just trying to figure out. Like, I feel like the uh, DeRozan and like uh, Giannis will cancel each other out, like points wise. Um, obviously, like losing uh. Losing Middleton is going to be a huge blow, and I don't know. I mean, win or lose, I'm excited. I'm at least excited for the Bulls next year uh, when everybody's healthy. Um, but I think we just we've had too many. I feel like Lonzo adds something that um, Lonzo just adds something else that we need. Like he's another shooter. Like obviously, like uh, one of the better point guards in the league, but. Um, I don't know. I, I still I still think somehow I still think the, the Bucks are gonna win this in like seven. I mean so. for, for Chicago to the you know come out of nowhere this season, if they're able to push the Bucks to seven, I know you you play to win the championship, you play to win yeah. the series. I think that's a win though for Chicago, you know, because they this is the first time that they're they they've gotten to this level in a very long time. Uh, but yeah, Chris, the Chris Paul's yeah. injury opens the door. It, you're right, absolutely right. It, it does. does. It does open the door, but somehow I feel like I feel like Giannis is gonna put on like one of those performances where he where he where he just like averages like forty plus a game. So I think this is gonna be a close series. That's me. Listen, this is how I look at it. When the Bulls were fully healthy, they were the number one team in the East. Right. But that's not <laughs> – it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter because I had a gentleman sweep with the Bucks before the Middleton injury, and now with him injured, I just got the Bucks in six. Because <laughs> I, I just feel as though that – I mean, Giannis is already battle tested. He's already been through the playoff woes and he yeah. already took the team to the championship. Yes, that came with Chris Middleton, but he has evolved as a player. He's just going to find a way to win. And mm-hmm. I feel like nobody on the Bulls team has that type of experience. None, none of them done, especially their star players. You got DeRozan, who always got bounced out because he. LeBron, Zach Levine. Yeah. This is his. Isn't this his, his first playoff experience? Yes. Yep. So like, th- those are your two <clears throat> guys. I Man. mean, Vucevic. I mean, like you. I Caruso's feel like the at least of, been there. Yeah. So, but he's just not a big enough player. But he he is a key player. He yeah. plays. He did great last game, but. Man. I just can't see Giannis losing, but as we go into the next series, I definitely see them losing next round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rosen's been impressive in the series. Uh, I do agree, Coach K. Like Lonzo would have brought uh, a different element to the series, mm-hmm. and I and I say that because and you mentioned the shooting, and I think you know him, him being able to knock down shots is, is key, but also just the way he facilitates the offense. Absolutely. uh, How they don't have anybody that can really push the ball 
and make those, um, you know, on time, precise, creative passes. Him, him doing that, that brings another a part of the engine to where like you grab the ball out the basket and you can run down the floor, you know, miss shot. Mm-hmm. He's pushing it down the floor. He's, he's already looking. He's already looking who's down the floor. Right. So I think it, that makes that kind of more of a, not to use the cliche, yeah. running gun offense. They're missing yeah. that. And, and like my thing was too, is just like, I'm like, uh, I'm just looking at the game right now and it's, it's 33, 22 and Giannis hasn't even got going yet. He only has two points. Like you've yeah. already got like, yeah. That's yeah. So that, like I said, like, bro. And you got your Chicago Bulls hat on. You just take oh. your Bulls hat off. It's 33 and 22. What do you want me to do? Bro, I'm looking forward <laughs> to next year. <laughs> you can't I'm looking forward to next year. What kind of fan are you? Just go ahead. <laughs> mid game, yeah. mid episode, mid series. He's realistic. He's a realistic fan. He's not like those realistic Cowboys. Fan. Cowboys. <laughs> Oh, don't get a start on the Cowboys, man. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, Coach Pace, did you want to add anything about the series, the Bulls series? No, I need, um, I need Coach Pace to talk about Kevin Durant. That's what I need. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, hey, and it's boy, I'm going my energy. I'm going to be like, hey, Giannis, best in the world. Drew Holiday going to step up, man. Everybody forget about Drew. Uncle Drew. Yeah, for real. Uncle Drew. The real, <laughs> the real. real Uncle Drew. Yeah, he's legit. He's legit for real. Yeah, I agree. I think he's gonna step up, and you know, I love Demar. I think Demar is fine. I think I worry about Zach. That's what I worry about for real. Mm. Zach is like up and down. Zach could get he'll give you thirty two one night, and then you'll be like he give you a pedestrian twenty twenty two the next. So it's like honestly, when they lose though, I am. I, I wonder what's going to be DeMar Rosen's psyche after this because literally whoever's considered like the best player in the East is the reason why he's always getting bounced. That's always his matchup that gets him out of there. That's so true. LeBron, that now true. Giannis, like that's that's tough. And it's kind of like the – I think his luck is kind of like Chris Paul's where it's just like, hey, either you get injured or somebody valuable in your team is going to get injured. That's hey, keeping it wouldn't be his fault either, though. It shouldn't be his fault. Nah, it, I don't think he should. He should be in LA. Atlanta. Oh, Trey and DeRozan. I like that. Oh, LA. Yeah, LA. Yeah, because they didn't want to guarantee him that that third year, or they didn't want to like guarantee him a certain amount of money. So that's why. Yeah. I bet LeBron wished they had, he had DeRozan now. Hey, he almost ended up on the Clippers too. Mm. Serge was trying to get him, but then when Serge was like, uh, he's like, nah, about time they try to get back to me, the Bulls already sent me an offer. So it was like, it was just too late. Yeah. So, hey, if he did up there. So I think this is the series that we've been looking forward to talking about on the Eastern Conference side. So I'll go ahead and get us started on the the Boston-Brooklyn series, which for most people outside of Boston, outside of Massachusetts, this is 
been a surprise for a lot of people with Brooklyn down two games to nothing. Now, hey, you know, it's not a series till someone loses at home. I know that's the same. Uh, Boston took care of business. But there's still some raise from concern because it's, it's one thing to lose, but it's also how you lose, in my opinion. And the way that they're losing right now is undisciplined play on side. I don't know what got into Jason Tatum defensively, but I've never seen Kevin Durant get his shot blocked. And he got shot blocked twice by Jason Tatum. So I, yeah, big ups to him for locking down the defensive side. You know, we said in our group chats before that, you know, if Tatum wants this coronation of uh, a, a big star that he's going to have to step up when it matters most. And two games in, he's he's doing exactly that on both sides of the ball. Uh, so I give him credit for that. Um, the, you know, current defensive player of the year, you know, Marcus Smart, I I know we talk about him a lot on the show. We make fun of him, but he's doing his thing, man. I can't, I can't hate on him. You know, he, you ball out, you ball out. And he's doing it on both sides of the ball now, too. Jalen Brown's fitting in very well. And, I mean, they're supposed to get Williams back in the next game. He's already, he's already probable for that game. And I'm looking like you've been out, you've been out-rebounded and out-hustled by Al, Uncle Al, Uncle Al Horford. Uncle Al. Uncle Al and, 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 and Big Tyson. Al. You know what I'm saying? So you put Williams into that mix, who could play defense and rebound, like that's just gonna that's gonna frustrate you know like uh, you know Claxton and 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 the other bigs that they have. I personally think you're gonna you're gonna have to be more creative with your rotation, Steve Nash. So now I'm gonna call out Steve Nash. I love you, Steve, but this is where playoff series matter is the coaching aspect of things, and you got. LaMarcus Aldridge sitting on that bench. You got Blake Griffin sitting on that bench. They getting no talk, no TikTok at all. They get nothing. You need to get them bigs away from the basket. How do you get bigs away from the basket? You get a big on your team who can shoot perimeter shots. Aldridge can do that. And Griffin could actually do that a little bit too. Get them bigs away from the basket because now like, you could actually get some offensive rebounds maybe instead of being one and done a lot down the floor. Um, you know, Kyrie had a really good game one. I ain't going to like, you know, blast him too much for that. Cause I, I thought that was a good performance. Um, even though him and KD got caught ball watching there at the end, that's why they lost the game. Cause they was watching the ball not watching who their man was. And Jason Tatum just slipped right behind him and made a beautiful layup game two. I don't give either one of them credit for game two. Their role players are the ones that got them in game, you know, game two, you know, Brown and, and, and crew. Cause the, the, your two stars play trash. They play trash. That's the only reason why they had the lead and it was competitive. And, and so I know people were like, Oh, the games were close, but I'm like, you got your stars play pretty well and you lose your role players play pretty well. You lose. Can all of you put it together at the same time? And that's what I'm worried about, that they're not going to be able to do that. I, I still think Brooklyn is, is going to get at least one or two games. I see this as a, a, a six-game series uh, minimum. So, uh, so Coach K, what do you think about this series? Uh, 
I think they're done. Man, straight up. They're done. Move on. Next. Nah, I don't know. Like, it's just you have, I mean, so like night to night, you never know what you're going to get out of Kyrie. Like, he, I think he's just up in the air. I mean, in the interview, he said he was like disjointed or something. I don't know. I don't know where it says that. I mean, obviously, I guess we'll see what it looks like when they get back to Brooklyn. Because, like, being in Boston, like, I just I just don't know what that's going to look like. Because he gave you 10 points the last game. Um, they're, they're – I mean, KD's bothered. Like, they're playing excellent defense on him. Um, your coach sucks. I mean, Steve Nash really sucks as a coach, like, point blank. Um, I don't know. And then, like, I feel like there's just there's just too much going on. And then, like, and, it, and then you have, like, Ben I – would, I would, like, bar, ban, like, Ben Simmons from the uh, – from the arena. <laughs> but they needed some defensive presence. Maybe Benjamin could get it for him in game four. No? No? Okay. <laughs> this man got a back injury from doing nothing. <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> like I just he's probably in the club or something. He probably he dropped it a little too low, maybe in the club or something. Like, I don't know. That's all I, I can see. I can see uh I can see um KD getting having like uh 35 and get maybe getting like 37 points in the next two games and then just looking around at the rest of his team just disappointed. And that's what I think is gonna happen. You might get like a I, I just think it's done. All right. Coach Pace, I know you've been waiting for this one. What you got? Net Celtics. I got the Celtics in six. Um, you know, I could go all which ways with this, but I'm going to focus on one man. One man. You know, this series in particular, he hasn't shown up either game. And now everybody tried to, I wouldn't say they ignored it, but I will say this. There are like only like two other players in the league that are on his calendar. LeBron and Giannis. Now, if LeBron would have did what he did in game two, we'll leave game one alone. He just, bad night. <laughs> if LeBron would have went 0 for 10 from the field in a half, I'm not going to lie to you, people would have been like, it's time for you to retire. <laughs> That's right. It got so bad. People, oh my, um, Skip Bayless. I can't even say what Skip Bayless would have did on TV because Skip <laughs> Bayless would have been so disgusting on TV. And yet, everybody trying to like low key kind of sweep it under the rug, be like, ah, it's KD. Ah, KD just had, I mean, he did have some free throws, you know. And I would just say that he got pumped. He looked like he was in a fray. Listen, all I'm saying is we're going to hold KD to this best player in the world standard. Even though he's not, I'm trying to tell everybody for the last year, he's not. And we're going to hold him to that standard. That over 10 is real nasty. 
even when LeBron was in the finals, when he had that bad finals against the Mavs, guess what? I know he made a field goal in the second half. He might have sat out the rest of the fourth because he was being terrible. But at least he had a field goal in the third quarter. 0 for 10. 0 for 10. That's what we're doing now. I could have gave him 0 for 10. Listen, I could have gave him 0 for 20, 30, 40. <laughs> Listen, I could have made no basket. I could do I could do that going to the gym right now. Mm-hmm. Man. That's all I gotta say, man. They were they hey, they really giving this man a pass for going 0 for 10. I, I agree that if this was – and Coach Natty T, when he's able to rejoin the show um, in the coming weeks, uh, I if if Brooklyn loses this series, Coach Natty they T is going to be insufferable. I'm going to tell you that much. Uh, but I, I look at this – I'm disappointed because I hold KD to an extremely high standard. And, you know, I – I gave him I gave him a little hell for going to the Golden State Warriors because I wanted to see him go to a team where he was going to be the leader of that team because I know he his talent speaks of that level, but he's just not a leader of people. He's just not. He just likes to hoop like that. He's a hooper. He's the person that you, you they have to close down the gym, and KD still in there trying to get up shots. He's like, I'll even shoot in the dark if you let me stay longer. You know, like, that's the type of work ethic that he has. Um, Emmanuel Acho um, had said this quote um, earlier this week, and it really stuck with me. And he said, um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And I I like that because what I'm seeing – Boston is literally outworking Brooklyn in every aspect of the game. That the 50-50 balls, the hustle, the defensive dominant, you know, presence. Boston's getting all those. All those second chance shot opportunities. Boston's getting all those. And I'm like, if you're that dude, if you're that guy, man, like, I mean, at least one of y'all got stepped, but one of y'all, you know, y'all both talk all this trash. You say you didn't need a coach. You're supposed to be so skilled, then y'all y'all gotta y'all gotta beat the Celtics because they're not a traditional seventh seed. Brooklyn's not a traditional seventh seed. Kyrie only played, you know, part of the season. KD got hurt for an extended period of time. You know, the whole Harden, you know, fiasco. Ben Simmons hasn't suited up yet, so that's why they're a seventh seed. Right. So if y'all supposed to be a higher seed, go out there and, and play like it. And you should not have lost to Boston in both of those games. So, Coach Murph, go ahead and bring us home on this one. Yeah, I'm kind of upset because you stole my pool. I was going to use that for a different series, but it's all good. My bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, going into the series before it started, I had to – I mean, I texted the group chat all my winners for the, you know, the first round, and I had the Celtics beating the Nets. Uh, pretty much for this reason, uh, you can tell even like throughout the season that you're starting to see the transition that, you know, Chuck uh, talked about it on uh, NBA on TNT of saying like how all the great players right now are young. So mm-hmm. a lot of these got like, even though that, you know, the, old player in 
the NBA is kind of skewed because you when you think old, you think of, you know, LeBron, you think of CP3. You don't think of KD. But technically, and especially compared to the Celtics, he's an older player. Kyrie is an older player. And all these young players are outworking these old guys. But I had the Celtics in six, six going into it. Um, just like how you mentioned in terms of Jason Tatum's defensive presence, he's never been known as a defender. But, uh, you know, Udoka, kudos to him on his defensive uh, you know, scheme and, you know, Tatum stepping up to be like, okay, yeah, I will guard Durant, you know, because um, 0 for 10 in the second half is nasty, especially if you're known as one of the most skilled offensive players basically ever, top five easy, and you go 0 for 10 in a whole half, like, you just can't let that happen. But now... I'm thinking that the Celtics is going to take it home in in five. Um, but is this just diminishes KD's um, his legacy even more because now it's just like because everybody talks about like oh Draymond cried and called KD everybody flew to the Hamptons to get him he Golden State needed him but now it's looking more so like no he needed us more than we needed him. Because we won already, just like Draymond said. We won already without you. Yeah. You go and you take another skilled offensive player in Kyrie. You bring or you get hard in there, even though that, that didn't work out. Now you got Ben Simmons. But you're playing like this. It's not that – it's not just that you're losing to the Celtics, but you're playing bad and doing it. Like you're not – you haven't had a great game yet. So it just makes you look even worse. So if you get swept, I don't want to hear nothing. I hope they get swept. <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing about KD. I don't want to hear, oh, well, you know, Kyrie was fasting. Oh, well, this, this. If you're the – Bron took nobody in the East to the finals twice mm-hmm. in 07 and then when Kyrie left. Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't want to hear yeah. nothing about you losing, getting swept in the first round and only making it because you were a playing team. Well, I mean, technically they were a top eight. Wasn't they like the yeah. eight? Yeah. So I guess technically you would have been in the playoffs, but either or. Getting not, getting, let LeBron get beat, swept, gentlemen sweep in the first round with a player like Kyrie by his side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I got them losing in five, but uh, because everybody says, like, you know, just like how you said, you really can't call a series until the other team plays at home. But we already saw throughout this season, the Barclays is not their home. Yeah. <laughs> Road teams come in there and get louder, louder cheers than them. <laughs> and we're not even just talking about the Knicks. Mm-hmm. We're talking about road teams outside of New York. <laughs> So, like, I feel like they're going to go there, and there will probably be more. There will probably be more Celtics fans in there than Nets fans, like how how it's been all season. So, and they that's why I really don't. You can't really call a home a home court advantage for them. They never yeah. really had it. 
And towards the end of the season, I believe they beat beat them at the Barclays Center um, in the last month of the season. So it would be in everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just and all this like I'm just I think I'm just more disappointed in like this uh, I don't know Kyrie like I, I I just like the I miss the old Kyrie um and he's just never been the same ever since he got ever since he uh got traded to Boston like I just I don't know what's happened so I'd much mm-hmm. rather just see him because hmm? he was never with the leader Brown was a leader even though he wasn't happy yeah. with him he knew that he had to follow suit but mm-hmm. when uh, he was playing with the Celtics. Everybody was young, so nobody and he already won a championship, so nobody could really tell him nothing. And then right. when you get to Boston, you're with your boy who's passive that just wants to hoop. So now, like you have nobody really looking over. On top of you having a coach that's just there, <laughs> mm-hmm. like you're not. You're just yeah. literally on the bench. I heard somebody that they were at uh, one of uh, a Nets game and they were sitting pretty much like behind the Nets bench and literally whenever the team went uh, a team went on a run against the Nets all Steve Nash said was Katie you got to do you got to take over Katie you got to do this Katie you got to do that basically we could coach the Nets yeah I could hey Katie call a timeout so Katie can get a breather and tell him like hey Katie you got to take over that's all you're doing everybody knew that Steve Nash was not coaching that team and Kyrie was right and Katie was right how they said this team is going to, you know, put a new, basically, perspective on coaches. Mm-hmm. You just show how much coaching is important in the NBA because right. y'all are not being coached and y'all are playing like trash. Timberwolves are not being coached and they are playing like trash. <laughs> <laughs> so you did give a new meeting to coaching and that's how important mm-hmm. it is. You can't always win with talent. Everybody talks about how yeah. talent, I mean, NFL is more so of a coaches thing where NBA is more of, you know, the, the stars and the, the best players, but no coaching does have an effect on that. So. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is uh, people kind of like y'all been saying, like LeBron has taken the Cavs. He's, this man had paper clips, some chew gum, and an empty bag of Doritos, and still beat <laughs> the Celtics. Yeah. Went to the finals. Yeah, i i have I have a lot to say about Katie and Kyrie. I'm going to reserve it for a later episode, especially if they lose the series. When I'm, they lose the series, what? listen. I know this is what you know today. He pulled he <laughs> he pulled Jason Tatum aside and was like, listen. I want you to lock down KD just like how I locked down Nia Long. And he showed them the defensive stances. And that's, you know, you just got to give these people visuals. That's right. That's you right. And Tatum was like, say less. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I mean, Adoka, he's a, he's a first-time head coach too, right? So yeah. I, I don't want to hear the first-year head coach type things because th- I mean this guy that's I mean this is what happens when you go through the coaching ranks and are taught so when you do get your opportunity you typically do well yeah and Steve Nash is not well, isn't this his second year though 
This is Nash's second year because remember he was hugging KD yeah, after that yeah, big yeah, game true, against. True, this the is the second year. Yes, yeah. So like you don't even got that. You're just doing more. You're just giving hugs. That's all you know. So like Jason, like the Jason Garrett. Of, of <laughs> hey, I didn't want to bring up the the Cowboys again, but I was like, hey, coach clap, coach clap. Coast clap. Oh, eight and hey, eight. You can bring, yeah. Hey, you can bring up the Cowboys as long as it's slanderous. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the only way you could talk about them. Yeah. Yep. So and, and we're going to shift to the Western Conference. And Coach Murph, you can get us started on this one since uh, you're, you're in Arizona here. And, so, you know, there, it, there's a good story, a couple good storylines here. But you know, Phoenix and New Orleans tie 1-1 right now. A lot of people thought this was going to be a cakewalk for Phoenix. Mm-hmm. The Pelicans have stepped up and been able to get a game. You have the Devin Booker injury. So, what are you thinking about in this series? Do you still see Phoenix hanging on? Um, and what does Phoenix future look like um, even after this series if they win? You know, being a resident in downtown Phoenix, you know, I'm only I'm only ten minutes away from the the footprint, and it's kind of. It's kind of depressing around here, man. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's sad about the Devin Booker thing, but I don't care about all that because Phoenix is still going to prevail, and this is why. People, Devin Booker is a great player, had an MVP-type season, but let's not forget who Monty Williams is. Let's not forget who Chris Paul is, and let's not forget how deep the Suns roster is some players that I'm looking to step up. We saw Cameron Payne step up in the, in the playoffs before I I see Cam Johnson having a big game here and there. Um, Honestly, nothing's been said about Booker being out for the series. I think it's just the next two games uh, at best, but I still think they're good enough to 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 split on the road. Um, even though Bi, <laughs> oh, that boy is a monster. Yep. The Bron could have used him too, huh? Huh? The Bron could have used him too. <laughs> no, nah, he couldn't. He couldn't. He, he. You can tell that Bi. He's just built to have his own team. Like, even though that C, uh, CJ is there and he could run the team himself, but he has the experience of being the second best guy on the team. So he knows when, okay, I need to take over or I'm going to let this guy cook. And it's just more the same. It's just now instead of two small guards and you and Dame, it's you and a bigger, like a forward player like Brandon Ingram. But The, the Suns experience, I can see at least one huge game from some Chris because I know that he's probably just sitting there thinking, like, you know, it, it just has to be me. I can't let this happen. The reason why he re-signed here is because this we made it to the finals. We know that this is pretty much at the end of his contract is going to pretty much be his final stretch of – you know, being a productive player in the lineup to possibly win a, a chip. So, and probably right now with the the injuries and stuff uh, happening, this is 
probably your best shot. Um, but don't they play Golden State next? <laughs> yes. Yeah, mm. No, Phoenix will play the winner of Utah Dallas. Oh yeah, they still won. Yeah, if B book back, they still gonna get cooked. <laughs> they gonna get cooked. I can't. I can't see, especially the way Brunson is playing, and then Luca will be back because that we'll get to that series later. But I'm not having Luca come back. I'm gonna just let Brunson cook because Jazz don't know what they're doing. But nope. the Suns are still more than capable to win this game. They have the experience. They have the players. They have the depth. I mean, Cam Johnson had some big games this season before he went down with his injury. So you have somewhat of an offensive arsenal, not to the D-book caliber, but you just got to trust the coaching and the floor general and in CP3. So I'm going to say Suns, probably Suns in seven. I got Suns in six, and I say that because I think to have Chris Paul be the primary ball handler and have to increase scoring, it's going to take, you know, at, at his age, it's going to take some something out of him. And so he, he knows that, because I don't know about this Dallas-Utah series, and we're going to cover that next, but that might not last too long. So... You know, that's going to, you know, looking at a, a, a five-game minimum series, so you're looking at at least two more games. You need to be handling your business so you, you're not putting uh, any more on your body than you have to. So, the, the, But the, for Booker, the typical return from a hamstring uh, at his level is two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at he will probably miss the rest of the series, but – he should be back in time for the next one. Yeah. Uh, and so if I'm like, hey, I'm going to try to get us prepared, have as much time for preparation, rest on our bodies and everything. Uh, I, I'm just really, it, you know what? It, and I will say this too, because I don't see a lot of people giving him his props. I think, you know how on social media, they have appreciation posts. This is, this is our appreciation post uh, to, to Willie Green. Think about what this dude is doing in New Orleans. Coach Willie Green has got this team. They started off what they were like three and 16 this year. They're like two or three and 16. Yeah. You know, the whole Zion foolishness going on. They basically got a couple newcomers with the trade and got CJ, but he was able to get this team into the playoffs and they won a game against the defending Western Conference champions who have virtually the same roster minus with PJ Tucker. So like I, that, that's, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty dope on his part. And so I think he's a good coach. He deserves some props. I don't think, I mean, isn't, they're not going to win the series. I don't think they have the cohesion and experience because Phoenix has unfinished business. So I think because of that, they're going to make sure they get out of this round and, and time to get Devin Booker back. Well, that's just my thoughts. Uh, let's see. Any other thoughts about Phoenix, New Orleans? Me, uh, real quick. Um, I just want to talk about 
because we talked about a lot about Phoenix real quick. I just want to talk about uh my boy Di. <laughs> hey <Ball>. man, <laughs> certified bucket. Yes. The one thing the Suns don't have an answer for is him. So it's going to be real interesting. I got Suns and and I don't say this confidently because I think Chris Paul going to wear down by game five or six because he's going to have to shoulder a lot more to load. Uh, and like with Book, that, the hamstrings be the worst injuries to have because all you got to do is plant wrong, stretch wrong, move wrong, out of your norm, and then you right back to square one. And I know, like, a couple of my friends um, play college football. They have some hamstring issues. So he's an elite athlete, but it's kind of scary. Think about um, me. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh? No, so he's not talking about me. <laughs> no, my, I say my hands. Mute yourself. <laughs> no, my hamstring injury came from track and I still remember the first practice day of track. Yeah, we, we ain't gotta talk about that. that's a, that's another day. We'll talk about that later. Uh but no, um the thing with game seven is I don't say it confidently because Phoenix is expected to win. Now Chris Paul battle tested. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is battle tested, but they're young. They're young. And I don't think – did they go to a game seven last year? I don't know if Phoenix did. No. Okay, Ooh. when you're not battle-tested in game sevens and anything can happen and you're expected to win, I got to see you before I can, like, guarantee anything. So, you know, it's up in the air when it comes to that. The only belief I have that they're going to win is Chris Paul because Chris Paul ain't trying to go out in the first round. But outside of that, it's on the well, flow, man. I understand game sevens are different, but you don't think that they'll make in the finals run? Because, I mean, they have their core group. They'll make in the finals run isn't good enough. Because the nobody on the Pelicans really outside of CJ has playoff experience. They weren't expected to win, though, last year. Like, it wasn't – we weren't all saying, like, oh, yeah, Phoenix is for sure coming out. Like, this year we're looking at Phoenix like, uh, so y'all going to repeat, right? Yeah, like when you got when you're the when you're the when you're hunting is different than being hunted, and that's I think that's what we all. I mean, we all act like we've been there before, but we ain't. Mm -hmm. You don't know what it's like until you get there. Yeah, because what I say is like I agree with you. Because even though I say Suns and Seven, I mean I still hold you know that Pelicans team to a high capability of pulling off an upset, but. I think I'm just going to take a team that even though a lot of the players being young, making a finals run versus a, hun- a bunch of young, also young players that have little to no playoff experience, like at all, no matter if what something is expected of them or not. Because honestly, you could low-key say that they're expected to win because of CJ. I mean, uh, CP3, I mean, it's not like, I mean, he's fresh off of an injury, and then they lose somebody who they viewed as an MVP in Devin Booker, and then with B.I. dropping 37 in game two, and C.J. with his playoff experience, they could kind of be viewed as like, oh, no, you should win this series. Like, I feel like it 
when it started, it was probably more so of a 90-10, where now it could be viewed more so as a 50-50 or 51-49 type series in terms of the probability of winning. I still, I feel like most people still view it as Phoenix is the superior team, regardless of how you look at it. It's like, well, I mean, it's Phoenix. Like, they're battle-tested. They just came off the finals. Um, they There's been portions in the season where they haven't had book and they've been coasting along pretty fine. Like, it's not like it's out of the ordinary. So just saying that they're the – I mean, we look at them as like, I'm, they're still supposed to win at seven. Like, we're not saying, like, they're not like, – oh, just – mind-blowing that they lose, but like I'm still holding on to them winning in seven now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm putting money on it? No. No. Yeah, I, put money on, I put money on Miami winning the, the chip this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have it. And that wasn't out of fandom. Unmute yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for the sake of time, we're going to shift it to the next series. Um, yeah, I, I think just wrapping, putting a bow on this one, uh, usually it doesn't, teams don't feel the pressure until the media starts hyping them up. And for New Orleans, it hasn't gotten there yet. Like they, there's, I haven't heard really any analysts at all that's like, oh, well, New Orleans are going to take the series now. You know, so and the players who are consuming the media coverage are still looking at it like we're the underdogs. So I agree with you, Coach Murphy, in the sense that it's not 90-10 anymore, but I still think it's like 80-20, 75-25 still. So there's, I think there's still a lot that the Pelicans feel like they have to prove to be legitimately respected in this series. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, so Coach Pace, we're going to kick it over to you for Dallas-Utah. And somehow without Luka, Dallas is up two games to one. What's going on? Because Booty Rudy is on the floor. That's why. Listen, I'm moaning. I'm moaning. I watched the listen, I watched the first half of game two. And I, I didn't get to watch uh when uh, Brunson dropped 41. But all I know is he dropped 41. That's really all I really care about. I don't need to know too much anything else because Luca has not played. And right. I'ma just say from the from the small version I was watching, because we about to get to um, the the Minnesota team. I'm gonna let Coach Murphy handle that because that's what I was flipping back and forth from. But I watched a quarter and a half, and they were picking on Rudy Gobert like it was nobody's business. They would do four out, and all they wouldn't run no offense. It was pass cut, pass cut. Next thing you know, three ball. Same thing down, and they would use so they would bring they would try and get Rudy out the paint. But Rudy wouldn't go past the three-point line, so they sitting there like, "Oh, okay, wide well, open practice shot three, bang," mm. and was killing them. And then you know, Donovan Mitchell was getting sitting there getting hot, and then you know by that time, I look on my phone, and Spencer Dinwiddie putting the post on Rudy. I knew it was over. <laughs> Chop liver. Hey man, listen, Donovan. Talk to Wade, man. Get him up out of there, bro. If y'all, if they have any chance of keeping Mitchell, Rudy got to go. And the coach got to go, too, because they should be – this is multiple nope. years in a row. Multiple years in a row that True. they are falling apart. So, hey, man, I got the Mavs in six. Mavs in quick. I, I'm going to be quick. I'm going to be real quick because this series is just like – 
honestly, whenever I think of the playoffs, I always forget about this series mm-hmm. because it's the Jazz, and we already know that they're frauds. But Rudy had hasn't been playing the best, but people have to understand that the beating the Jazz is simple because, especially this year, because just like I mean, just like how we mentioned the Hawks earlier, uh, and then in the group chat, how Keith said that you know Rudy and Clint Capella are both overrated. I feel like a lot of blame gets put on put on them because though both of those teams don't have great perimeter defenders and they're both traditional big so you can't expect them to guard out on the perimeter so yeah let's go four or five wide and force him out of the paint to free up the paint like that's literally all you have to do and then I'm upset with Donovan Mitchell because of how you start your interview of saying like hey it starts on the defensive end you can't guard anybody either Literally nobody is guarding outside of Rudy, but Rudy gets trash talk because he's forced to go out on the perimeter. He's a rim protector, but he has to go out on the perimeter because, of course, they're going to be like, oh, well, we're just going to get you out of here, and nobody else can defend. They don't have a good wing defender. You need to trade Rudy, but it's because you need somebody that can stick, that can play defense. That's not a big. And that's the same thing that Atlanta has to deal with because it's like outside of, I mean, John Collins can stick some defense, but outside of him, Trey isn't playing defense. Uh, Bogdanovich isn't playing defense. I mean, Royce O'Neal for the Jazz, Royce O'Neal, Donovan Mitchell, uh, like n- nobody's playing defense outside of their big. And even Clint Capilla said that during the season, he's like, I'm the only person that really sticks defense or that plays defense. So, I mean, you can't put a traditional big at fault because you're in like a playing in the era with an ISO league and a team can't construct a team that has a, or like the front office can't construct a team that has at least one wing defender. So, that point too. like, I, I'm going to just cut Rudy some bail because it's just like, all right, it's not like nobody else is helping you. Like, it would be a lot easier for him if he had a wing defender. Because then it's just like, okay, now I don't have to really step out there. It's just like, hey, put him on here or in this area and focus on him, and I'll just be cleanup duty. Just like how Hassan was with Miami. And that's why he got that big check because they paid him like he was a great defender, but no, he's just a room protector. Fair. That's, that's fair. Coach K, what you got? I'll say uh, I'm not cutting Goody Roberts no type of slack. Mm-mm. Get that man out of here. Revoke <laughs> his passport. Send him back to France. Thank God. <laughs> you had this is the coach. They need a new coach too. <clears throat> like yeah, they, they need, need they need a new coach. Yeah, I agree with that. So I Goody Roberts. Gotta go. So we had two two Rudy's gotta go, and one is Rudy. Needs, has to go only so they can get perimeter defenders because they're not going to be able to they don't have a, enough talent to keep Rudy and Donovan and get the perimeter defenders they don't ha- they don't have enough enough cards to deal with there so I yeah I I, I see that I, I wish those two could stay together and they could fill it in the gaps because I do think they complement each other well 
um, when things are are hitting their stride. I mean, it, Joe Ingles gets hurt and and they move on from him. He was someone that's capable of getting you, you know, 20 to 25 within a game. Uh, so now you really you're just looking at Donovan. And then maybe Jordan Clarkson has a good game off the bench. But those those are really you're going to your highlight scorers there. And so even if they did find a way to get past this round, there's no way they're going to be able to beat the next team. But I, one thing about Brunson, like giving him his flowers, I mean, this dude got benched last year. He got benched. Brunson got benched last year because he wasn't playing well enough. And now he, he worked hard in the offseason and has found a solid role in this team and is filling in the gap in Luca's absence. Over his last two games, I think he has, what, 72 points and one turnover in the last two games? Because his 40-ball game, he has zero turnovers. He had 41 and zero turnovers. And then in the, in the last game, he had one turnover. So that that that's, that's about as efficient as it gets as far as you being the primary ball handler and being responsible for taking care of the, the ball and you're putting up points. Uh, you know, Finney Smith is stepping up. And the defense is just stifling Utah. And that's – we always talk, – we talked about coaching, the importance of coaching. That's Jason Kidd for you. That's why the Lakers were so horrible at defense this, this year. Because Jason Kidd wasn't there anymore. No surprise that all of a sudden the Mavericks are better at, at defense with his presence being there. So I, I'm really disappointed because Donovan Mitchell is one of my favorite players. And I feel like he's wasting a lot of his career there in Utah. I know him and Wade have a good relationship and he's going to be the piece that they're, they want to keep. I just don't know if he's ever, ever going to be able to get over that hump in Utah. Um, nah. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we're going to move on. I do feel bad for quick, real, real quick. I do feel bad for Dallas because they may be losing Brunson because this is his contract year. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they have his rights so i don't think he could i think believe it's like unrestricted free or i don't think he's an unrestricted free agent so they need to do whatever they can to resign him but they're going to throw money at him it's not going so. away for real that's, yeah that's a good point that's a good point so the next series we got golden state and denver golden state of 3-0 Coach K, what do you got for this series, man? Is Denver done? (laughs) They've been done. Until they get Murray back. Um, I don't know. All I'm saying is I think – and I'm thinking it will be Memphis and the Warriors. But I don't know. I got – I'm all in on the Warriors. Like, that's, that's my team. That's my pick to win it all. Like, it's just an exciting team to watch. Everything's clicking. You got Draymond back being healthy. Um, Clay's looking like looking like himself again. Jordan Poole is probably like the third Splash brother. Uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. Like, one of the deepest teams in the league. I, I just don't see them being stopped. That's that's my take on it. Uh, Nuggets, I think 
They just need to get they need to get Murray back. Like it's not the same. Yeah. I feel it. Coach Pace, what you got for this one? I'm looking into the future because this one is over. <laughs> I don't know what contract it is for Jordan Poole, if it's his contract year. But they better get a chip as whenever they can, because whenever his his contract is up, they about to pay him. He's another one that's about to get a boatload of money. Um, but nah, I'm if it gets to this in the finals, which I, I kind of hope it does for this matchup. Heat and Warriors, right? But not for what y'all think. I really want to see this Bam and Draymond matchup. I don't know why. That's good. I like that. I want to see this Bam and Draymond matchup. I don't know why, but it really, really intrigues me just to see them two go and go at it. Yes. And I know they both going to trash talk. I know they both going to play defense. So I'm just really interested to see, like, you know, Draymond going to have a – going to try and get out of body and give him a bucket here and there where he get, like, 15 but still go for 10, 10, and 10 or whatever it is. And then, bam, might try and up him and go for 20, 10, and 10 blocks or something. I'm really curious to see how they going – how this is going to go. But that's all I got to say about that. Shout out yeah. to Jordan Poole, though. Oh, yeah, I, I don't got much to say. I mean, it's clearly – I mean, you got Steph coming off the bench <laughs> because of a an injury, and Jordan Poole that stepped up like he's their legit starting guard. <laughs> so, I mean, when it's just Jokic and company. Um, there's really not much you can do. Uh, it, but I do – and I just want to wrap it up with this is I do owe coach pace an apology because I did say that honestly I don't it doesn't matter if <laughs> if <laughs> if Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray played that it was going to be like an easy series for Golden State. I do think if they had them both healthy, seeing what Jokic did last game, if both teams fully healthy. I will probably give it the edge to to Denver in a game seven. But mm. that's why I'm not putting too much stock <laughs> into this series right now because they're just heavily undermanned. Yeah. So they'll be really tested next series. And I think that would tell because I just started, I looked at it pretty much as the Sixers Raptors series. I'm just like, okay, the Raptors are well, they're young and undermanned. So, like, everybody's had, like, oh, MB hit a game winner, MB did this, MB did that. Remember the last time he played the Raptors and they had somebody like a Kawhi Leonard. He was walking off the court crying. But now he's wanting to sit. I'm, a, I'm going for the sweep, too. Like, it, this isn't the same Raptors team that made you cry. <laughs> so, let, let's, like, let's chill out on that. Like, that's, Phil, I feel like that's, like, front running at at its most, just like as segue into the one of the best, the top front runners in the playoffs right now. You know what? I, I'm not even going to give my take on Golden State. You go ahead and take it. You go ahead and take it from there. I know you've been waiting for this one. Take us home, my brother. Take us home, DeMars. Take us home. Cat is trash. I've been saying <laughs> He's doo-doo. Literally, the only dub he has 
is having Jordan Woods. Why is she with him? I don't know. That's a question for Jesus, man. I tell you, I tell you. But clearly, I feel like the Timberwolves felt like they won the championship back when they beat the Clippers because now (laughs) you get blown out game one. You end up getting a, a good win in game two. And you're blowing out Memphis by 20 over more than 20 points twice in one game. And you over here on the bench. Yeah, we're in Minnesota now. We're in Minnesota now. You saw them in their court as you're on the bench with like six points, five boards, and five fouls. But then you want to go to the press and tell them next question. Next question. Like, what? You was talking heavy earlier. Literally, all of their biggest wins, a.k.a. the Clippers win, you wasn't on the court. You dropped like 11 points and fouled out. And they were down when you were in. And they came back and won without you. Game two, y'all won. You Wasn't that the, the game he dropped? He probably had, did like 12 and 13, something like that. But... Actually, no, I don't even think he did that. Because Minnesota, under- Minnesota won game one. And then Memphis won game two. Oh, yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, I did get it reversed because I remember – because now I remember Ja was like, nah, y'all switched up, stay over there. But the, So that was probably the game he did do the – the. I think he had like 12 points, 13 boards, something like that. Mm. But then game two and game three, you had a total of probably like – 11 shots you're the best player on the team you want to act everybody says that this man talks trash but he plays like garbage i everybody knows or you know coach jp3 and coach space you know my hate for cat <laughs> eight points in game three is ridiculous with like three or four shots you're the best this is why i said i told y'all after their their playing win, I said this is Anthony Edwards' team. This is not Cat's team. Cat isn't built to be the best player. He's right now on a commercial with State Farm. Anyway, this factor is the best. He's the not, best shooting. He showed that he's not the best player on the on a. He can't be the best player on the team that goes anywhere because the only time you made some type of move. Jimmy Butler, and that's the reason that's where my hate grew for Cat because I never watched the Timberwolves, but everybody knows that I'm a Jimmy Butler fan. So I had to watch them when he was over there. And I was just like, oh, this man's a fraud. You can't sit here and come, you know, a few seasons later talking tough and be like, oh, yeah, Pat Bev kind of gave us that confidence. You're still the same guy that got busted in practice with Jimmy Butler and third stringers when you had yourself and Andrew Wiggins, and he's over there taking y'all's heart out. Like, you suck. You You suck. If you all could be in our group chat and see the things that Coach Merv says about Carl Anthony Towns. (laughs) I will be arrested. You would be arrested. I will be arrested. (laughs) Eight points, five boards, three assists, five fouls. Yep. 
Carry on, guys. Like one of the things that I ha- I hate people that talk trash and don't show nothing. Just like how Pat Bev, you know, he got that score on John. He's over here like, oh, he's little, he's little. Nobody wanted to talk in the fourth quarter. Nobody wanted to score in the fourth quarter. Nobody wanted to score in the second quarter. Nope. The coach should have been fired at halftime. Yeah. You let a 15-0 run happen, and you let a 21-0 run happen without calling the timeout. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, my God. You know what makes it worse about – Losing, yeah. respectfully. <laughs> you know what makes it worse about that performance is – Cat played 33 minutes. Eight points in 33 minutes. And he had more turnovers than made field goals. And leave it up to him. He's never committed a foul a day in his life. Because whenever he gets called for a foul, he's just like, what What do you mean? What do you, like, shut up. Sit on the bench like you have been doing in foul trouble. Yeah, he cannot stay out of foul trouble for some reason. He, he cannot... And and they and Memphis doesn't have a dominant big either. That's the thing. It's not like he playing like Shaq or somebody. Or he playing if he was playing Embiid and he got in foul trouble. I'm like okay, I, that makes sense, you know. But like Valanciunas, and you were in foul trouble. He can't guard nobody. You can't be the best player on the team and only take four shots. Yeah, Anthony Edwards is the best player on that team. Yeah, like you, you literally can't do it. Like I'm trading cat at this point. Like you're useless to me. We, we, no, I. You've played two games and put up eleven shots. <laughs> what am I paying you for? Because you don't play defense. Oh, I'm the. You prize yourself after the three points. I think I'm one of the best. You know, stretch bigs in the league, or one of the best three, three point shooting big. First of all, there's not many of them. You're comparing yourself to Kevin Love. Kevin Love got a chip. <laughs> Kevin Love was a hooper when he played for, for Minnesota. Mm. He took the team to the – what, didn't he take the team to the playoffs like once? Yeah. That's with nobody else on the really? road. And really Cat average has like players. 20 and 20. Cat yeah. has players and couldn't take them to the playoffs unless – Jimmy Butler was there, who was better than him. And Jimmy Butler, even when he was there, he told us who he was. He's like, hey, Andrew Wiggins has the most potential. He's the most, like, he has the most potential. Cat is the best player. But just like how you said, this is what I was going to use that quote. Hard work beats talent when talent don't work hard. Because Jimmy Butler is one of the hardest workers in the league. And he admitted Cat is the better player. Mm-hmm. But who would say that hmm. watching these games? Hmm. We wouldn't be able to tell. Well, you would think that Jimmy Butler is head and shoulders better than him. Waist, nipple, <laughs> belly button, kneecap. Bro, that boy boo-boo. I just want to know what, what Jordan Woods is telling him at home. Because I... If I'm playing like that, I don't want you to support me and tell me like, oh, next next game, baby, you'll do better. Hey, you was garbage. I guarantee 
that Gabrielle Union was telling D-Way, like, hey, you play like buns. <laughs> and D-Way would be like, you're absolutely right. I'm going to do better. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm not here to hone your ego. Right. You get Everybody else give you that. Mm-hmm. Now you come here, I'm going to give you the real. Like, nah, you play like trash. <laughs> if my daughter decides to play a sport and she's not doing well, I'm like, hey, you was, you was kind of crappy today. <laughs> <laughs> you probably want to work on this like that's how you want to get better mm-hmm. but like you're he's too timid you're seven foot and timid you're fake tough even when he was on the sideline saying like oh we're in minnesota now you didn't even sound like convincing <laughs> like i didn't even feel like i knew at that point in time like oh you're gonna blow this lead it's a funny thing is it went downhill after that statement that was the the 15-0 run started he said that then a 15-0 run started you're talking crap on the bench in foul trouble like cut it out (laughs) cut it out it's like god was like stop talking cat just stop talking just stop talking yeah we don't need to talk you make it worse it's a wrap they losing in fives losing in five yeah i I mean i'm a huge memphis fan so i want i i mean because of john morant like I I want to see him go as far as possible. I want him to be like one of the next faces of the league. Um, and, and this is where you make a name for yourself. And the thing about yesterday's game that was really illuminating was that they blew all these 20-point leads in a game where Jod doesn't even score 20 points. Like... I think he had 18, if I'm not mistaken. Like, he had a triple-double. I mean, so he played a well-rounded game. But you like – Yeah, 68. I mean, you you land – you know, Bang beat you. you and Jackson and – and um, um, what's the guy's name I'm thinking about? Uh, Dylan Brooks and everything. You're letting those guys beat you. Ja's not even beating you in that game. And I agree it, – it, with with Barkley's sentiments and what you said before, Coach, like, yeah, how you let a team go there and you don't call timeout? You got to stop the bleeding somehow. And if your players on the court aren't stopping the bleeding, then you got to call a timeout and refocus them. So if I'm Coach Finch, like, you got you got to take control at that point. You giving your players a chance to get back into it, and they're not they're not stepping up. So you gotta you gotta bring them in and refocus them, send them back out there. Hopefully they execute. Like, this is not a time for a learning experience. This, if this is the regular season, I'd be like, all right, well, maybe. You know, but this is the playoffs. This ain't no time for a learning experience. They got to get their team together. Anthony Edwards is the best player on that team. Carl Anthony Towns needs to be able to stay in the game and shoot the ball in order for them for them to be to be competitive in this series. So I, I, I don't know. But I love the fact that the uh, the Grizzlies team is stepping up as a team. I love their chemistry. I like the way they root for each other. Uh, their unselfishness. I think they're well coached. Uh, I hope I hope their coach gets the coach of the year. I think he deserves it. So we're gonna see. But Coach Pace, what you got for this one? Hey, I'm signing with Coach Murph. <laughs> All I'm trying to figure out is uh, when Jordan leaves. Jordan was going to leave him for real because I don't know, man. It's, I feel like when Draymond was talking about, like, we know, we all know, like, they look like that in the regular season, but the playoffs is a different beast. 
Mm-hmm. And it's some dudes that's like that in the regular season that's really not like that, that y'all think is like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like James Harden, Ben Simmons, Russ, Cat, and a couple of other dudes that I'm forgetting about. It's who he talking about because good point. I mean, I mean, granted the coaching, he's I mean, he's a horrible coach. He I don't even know his name. I just know he was on the TV a lot when it was getting <laughs> it was getting ran on. But hey man, hey man. shout out to Coach Murphy. Yeah. Listen, they didn't just blow two 20 plus leads. They blew two 20 plus leads and lost by nine points. <laughs> like it wasn't even a late game comeback and they hit a game winner at the buzzer. You lost by almost double digits after being up 20 plus. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like no. I feel A Rod bought the wrong team. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like your assessment there, Coach Pace, on Draymond's words. Because, you know, people try to say that he was talking about KD when he said that. And I'm like, because of their relationship, I don't think he would say that publicly about KD. He was definitely talking about other people. And Cat definitely fits in that category right now. So, Cat, if you want to change the narrative, then you got to change the way that you're playing. Simple as that. <laughs> <clears throat> so, go ahead and wrap, wrap this up. This was it for this episode of the Coach's Box. Thank you for stepping in and joining us. We have plenty more playoff talk. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, we're going to talk a little bit NFL draft too and see, you know, it's a deep wide receiver draft. And, uh, you know, we each have our own teams that we root for. So we're going to talk about who they should pick and, um, you know, who have they picked already by next week's show and what we see in the later round. So, all right, y'all have a blessed weekend. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Peace, y'all.